This is the Big Brand Theory Podcast by Blackwood Creative with your host, Ryan Zerfus. And now, here's Ryan. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome back to the Big Brand Theory Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Zerfus, VP of Customer Success at Blackwood Creative, which is a digital marketing agency right here in Mishawaka, Indiana. And today, we get to go through marketing versus sales for this episode, and I am so excited to have the CEO and owner of Blackwood with us, Kyle Johnson. What's up, everybody? Yeah, welcome to the show. So, uh, Kyle, I hear that you've been around sales for a little bit. Why don't you tell me a little (laughs) bit more about that? (laughs) Yeah, uh, so my dad actually has been in sales um, as long as I've been alive. (laughs) A little Um, while. Uh, just a few few years, um, and he he just knows everybody and everybody that oh oh you're Hugh Johnson's son oh oh now I, oh yeah <laughs> everything you know, comes together everything's coming together so um, which is I guess part of the part of the great thing about sales you know being being well connected but yeah um, but yeah I always say he could sell snow to an Eskimo I mean he mm-hmm. just you give him a product that he thinks is valuable and he could turn around and sell it. So, um, the last, uh, the last thing that he and I, or the last sales position he has been in for, uh, for a few years now. And, uh, and actually actually was working with me at an agency. And so um, yeah. he's still there and I'm in a different place, but, <laughs> Uh, which is sad because I I'm like man I, I want to get my dad over he's good at selling stuff let's get him over here so yes maybe one day I don't know whatever but um, anyways yeah so that's been my experience in in sales and then obviously you know when you start a business uh, as the owner that's kind of your that's your first job is really to I mean other than the actual craft that you're doing it's mm-hmm. go get some clients go sell something so. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been around it for quite some time now. Yeah, which I'm sure has been of great value to you in the endeavors that you've taken on and opening up your own businesses to have yeah. watched your dad do that for so long and um, just have that ability to bring people around him and then connect them to what he's doing um, in such a great way. I'm sure that's been awesome for you. Yeah, and in in just watching, right? It's always good to like just watch and learn, but like even it it took me forever. And just in the last year, I actually just said, Hey dad, can we just sit down and like talk about sales and like what your <laughs> tactics are and what you do? And I wanted him to share with myself and then, and then our sales guy over at zip and just kind of mm-hmm. like, what are you, what are you doing? That's like, you're, you know what you're doing. You're, you've created a, a name for yourself. And, and so like, how is it that you're doing that? And so that was, that was fun. I have notes that I still reference and like, okay, I've seen it happen, but like, <laughs> what's, what is, what's in your mind when you're doing this? Yeah. So. Yeah. I know that's true for me too. I'm, I'm new to this sales world. And for me, I get to sort of learn from Kyle, which has been awesome. And so very similar how you've sort of got to watch and learn from your dad. I've gotten to do the same thing, but with you, yeah. um, which has been so great for me to sort of, uh, see how Kyle, yeah meets with people, sets appointments, uh, goes through those appointments and really engages those that he's meeting with, um, with, uh, the, the awesome products and services that we have. And so, yeah, that's been, been great. I can totally relate to that. So Kyle, we're going to dive in and I think marketing versus sales, those are two 
you know, uh, words to topics that most people have heard of, they have familiarity with, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that every company has a good grasp on what each is and how they work together, how they work separately, um, what the balance should be between those two things in their company. So I think a, a great place for us to start is just understanding each separately. So what would we say to what is marketing versus what is sales? Yeah, so one of the one of the things that I've seen often is like if, you know, uh, let's say a job listing somewhere or um, some categorization of like what you do or what type of business this is. And a lot of times that marketing and sales just gets like that's the term mm -hmm. marketing and sales. And so there's this, I think, mentality out there that they're basically the same thing. Yeah. And in reality, once you're in it, you know they're not the same thing, not even close. <laughs> um, and then there's even uh, in the kind of the, in certain organizations, I'd most, you know, in like unhealthy organizations and different things like that, that you'll find where it's like kind of marketing and sales are butting heads against each other because the sales team wants to do X and the marketing team says, no, we can't do that. We have to do Y. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so you get some some kind of clashing going on there. Yeah. So some people think it's the same. Some think it's wildly different. They don't want to work together. So the the success happens is when you actually say, oh no, we serve each other and we work together yeah. for a common goal. Yeah. So for us, like I was I was thinking about this and I understand the concept of marketing and then sales. Uh, but I wanted to get like a clear definition. So I went to one of my favorites, which is HubSpot. And they have a, just a very basic definition of the difference between the two. Mm. The term sales refers to all activities that lead to the selling of goods and services, right? That's yeah. pretty straightforward. Yep, makes sense. Um, and then marketing is the process of getting people interested in those goods and services. Okay. So that's kind of, to me, that felt like a pretty down-to-earth, clear definition, or I guess definition of the separation of the two is that marketing is leading to the process of sales. Marketing, we're over here helping people understand about the product and and get engaged with it and say, oh, yeah, that's interesting to me. Like, I, I want to learn more or I, I'm sold, like I want to go buy this thing or I, you know, whatever it is. And then sales is very clearly like, great you're you're interested let's get you through the process of mm -hmm. selling and and or get you through the process of buying this item yeah so. yeah definitely um a lot of companies uh are in the position where they they have a sales team and um you know they, they might come to us and say well okay we have a sales team so why would we need marketing you know we 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 have a staff of people that we pay to go and find clients to bring them in that's their job so we're paying them for that so why would i put money towards whatever this marketing piece is that you're talking about yeah i think anybody in sales understands that uh heading out into the marketplace with no resources on finding leads is extremely difficult yeah. right we call it cold calling and you're out in the cold and you're calling people you don't know. Um, but uh, that, that process is extremely difficult. And that's where like 
a proper marketing team that has the mentality of serving yeah. comes in and says, hey, we'll help generate some leads for you, right? A, a salesperson that has the like the tools and the understanding and the ability to like take a lead of some sort and either make it even stronger or complete that sale, they know the value of a marketing team helping to push leads their way. Right. So like that's that's where that company that comes to us and says, well, we have a sales team. What what do we need marketing for? Well, go ask your sales team if they would like more leads. <laughs> I the bet answer the answer will, is oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I Please. mean, go ask your CFO if they were like, hey, would you like more sales? Uh, yeah, of course we would. Right. So, so the marketing team, whether it's an agency like us or an internal marketing team, their job is 100% of the time, like, how do we generate interest in our product and mm-hmm. then drive leads to our sales team? Yeah. And for sometimes sure. they're inside sales teams. Sometimes, like us, it's an outside sales where that person's out in the community and they're talking about when they're meeting with people and so forth. But what if we used marketing to help build a interest in our company or an awareness of it so that when that salesperson is out there, then all of a sudden they're not like, hey, hey, I'm with Blackwood. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of Blackwood. Right. What if they said, oh, yeah, I've heard of you guys or I saw that thing you guys did. Yeah, That's kind of where like now all of a sudden your very cold lead is a warm lead and that just makes your sales team way more successful. Yeah, you're putting a, a foundation out in the public that your sales team can work from instead of having to build it on their own every time they start an interaction with a new potential client starting yeah, from... Yeah, they have to rebuild over and over and over again, and that's extremely expensive when you think about it. Mm-hmm. If that salesperson is spending time covering the basics, they're not selling. Yeah. If your marketing team was covering the basics through the marketing channels then all of a sudden your sales team is spending the time closing deals yeah. and you've just be- made your sales process more efficient. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can I can totally see what you're saying about the if you went to a salesperson and asked them that question, like, would you like a marketing team who is getting you more leads and, and warm leads? The answer would definitely be yes. I recently was able to sit down and have a conversation with someone that's in sales at their company and their company is... In, in a very similar situation to what we're talking about, you know, uh, they they pretty much just pump everything just through a sales team. Cold calls, go out, yeah. find find our clients, um, and it's been working. Obviously, they're still alive. They're they're still moving forward in business. But it was interesting to hear his side and to sort of have him uh, want to fight for us in his own company because he sees the value in having marketing generate leads for him. So he doesn't have to just constantly go out and either pick up the phone or just walk into a business he's never been into and hope that that will turn into business. Um, And I think another thing is that, um, you know, when when you do cold calls, just the mass amount of interaction that's going to take, you know, they they talk about like the funnel, the mass amount of time that's going to take and interaction that's going to take to get to an actual sale. Right. Because if you are cold calling, the amount of cold calls you're going to have to make to get to the point where you find a warm lead that's going to lead to a sale. You're putting, like you said, so much time, resources. I mean, you're paying that person to do that. Yeah. Um, So I want to go back to something that you had mentioned, um, and that's inbound sales versus outbound sales. 
Um, I think some companies have a good grasp of how to organize their their team to um, sort of fit their industry and their product best with inbound versus outbound. But I think there are probably some companies who don't really know how to, to best organize themselves. Um, how would you explain inbound versus outbound and, and how a company should go about sort of picking their strategy? Yeah, I mean, it, it, some of that depends on like the type of company that we're working with. You know, there's, there, in in most cases, a company will say, based on their experience, they know that the outbound salesperson going out into the community and generating their own leads and stuff, they'll say like, this is, this is how we make sales, right? Mm-hmm. Inbound saying, how do we cause sales to come into us? And that's where, I mean, in reality, that's where marketing steps in the most. If you have your head screwed on straight, you know that you can't just build it and they'll come like that just doesn't, it only happens for Chick-fil-A, right? So that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So uh, uh, every, everybody else, they got to go work at it. So even Chick-fil-A would know that like, hey, if we put up a store in this location, of course, they know they're only going to put stores in certain locations that already have a mass amount of traffic. But mm-hmm. say they didn't, uh, they know that they still, even when they open a new store, they have to get the word out. Like, hey, this place is open. We're ready to go. So there's that marketing piece of it, right? And then when you walk in, they've got to sell you some chicken. So, yeah. I mean, that concept applies like, across the board. Um and then you'll see a lot of companies just kind of stuck in the rut of like, the only way for me to do this is to go out mm-hmm. and knock on doors. Um, and I think there's some value in that. And maybe it's not knocking on doors. Maybe it's networking. Obviously, big proponent of that. Yeah. Um, but, but there's also a ton of value in kind of warming up your runway, right? So that uh, so that when you do arrive at that location, whether it's a networking event or a prospect or something like that, that that your marketing has done the the thing that it's meant to do, which is prepare that lead uh, or prepare prepare that prospect for for you, basically. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, I don't know uh, how else to put it other than like marketing is that kind of that warmer for the leads. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think we've all seen those small businesses that pop up who have the if we build it, they will come mentality. And this is just sort of a general encouragement to you. I'm sure what you're doing is awesome and you have vision and passion for it. Um, But unfortunately, that principle falls flat in a lot of places and doesn't doesn't come to fruition as much as we would hope. And so, um, you know, if you are going to start a business, it's just sort of a general encouragement like, uh, you really have to be a go-getter, like especially in those initial months, years. Um, if you as the owner or, you know, however big your sort of ragtag team is to start, yeah. um, if you aren't dedicated to the idea of energetically building that business, going out in the community, um, creating hype, creating a great image for your company um, and bringing on clients, then it's going to be a rough start probably. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, Kyle, you can attest that because you've started a couple of companies, you know, or bought companies. And so you've had to go through those steps of, you know, not just starting something and then hoping they come, but really being a go-getter to make the business happen. Yes, 100% when you start something. But even it even happens when you have an existing business, right? Mm-hmm. So I've purchased an existing business. It was around about 30 years old when I bought it. Mm-hmm. 
you would think the community just knew about it, right? Yeah. How many times did I get the question of like, what did you, what is it called? Like, I've never heard of that place. And you're like, I'm, you never heard of it? We've been here for 30 years in this same community, like li- within the same square mile of where we're at now. It's been here for 30 years <laughs> and you've never heard about it. Wow. So like even that thing or an existing company that starts like a new service line or product line or division or something like that mm-hmm. they just assume like oh hey we're we're now offering this like we just need to put it on the website and then bam we'll just have sales yeah it's like that's not how it works yeah it's like papa john's with their new folded pizza i wouldn't know about it unless there's commercials about it <laughs> i've never heard of that <laughs> so. you gotta see the commercial <laughs> you, they're taking pizzas and they're folding them and then they call them a sandwich it's a very novel concept so just wait until you see the commercial Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it is really funny though so another element that businesses have to consider uh, sort of in conjunction with inbound versus outbound is b2c versus b2b Uh, because when it comes to marketing versus sales you'll have companies who uh, don't know how to navigate uh, their marketing and sales given that they're either a B2C or a B2B. So how do companies sort of navigate that, decide what's the best strategy given the kind of client they're trying to reach out to? Yeah, so in most cases in in the B2B business-to-business environment, the the sales team, the kind of one-to-one sales is going to take precedence, um, whereas in a B2C business-to-consumer, um, you know, an auto dealership, a... Um, flower shop, something of that nature, they're going to, the marketing is going to take the lead in that. So if you had a sales guy going out selling, um, uh, let's say, flowers, for example, mm-hmm. and, and my example of, a, of an auto dealership actually is, is a salesperson is quite helpful. But, um, but anyways, in a flower shop, for example, if you were tasked as a salesperson to go sell flowers, you're going to have a lot of work ahead of you because your average ticket price is really small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 20 bucks. Yeah. So it's going to take you a long time to make some sort of, uh, to create some sort of value and, and make enough money to sustain your livelihood. Right. So, and you'd have to be shooting like a hundred percent to make your time yeah. worthwhile. Right. You know, <laughs> if it's coming if 20 I bucks at a time. I don't get this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it. That's it you know, an extreme example of where marketing makes 10 times more sense than having some sort of sale. Of course, you can have an in inbound or an internal like inside sales type person that maybe they're dealing with, um, you know, corporations or, or mm-hmm. funeral homes or something like that. Yeah, where yeah. They're developing that type of partnership. But as a general rule, it's a business to consumer kind of a mass feel to it. Right. But in a business to business realm, like what we have going, yeah. um, having that sales team makes more sense. Uh, I would say they, it makes sense to have them, but, and use marketing as a, as a supplemental piece to it. Right. Yeah. So, um, we can to a certain extent be successful without marketing and just a sales team, but it goes back to anytime we talk about marketing or sales or growth or anything like that, what's your goal, right? So some, some, people might be like, oh, we've got a team of, you know, five or six people here. I got a sales guy. I'm, yeah, I'm, everybody's making okay money. Like, we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then others, like myself, are like, we're not good. 
Like I want to, I want to double, triple this business every year until I die. Like, so, so it's, uh, so it's a matter of like, how can I, how can I bring in more leads? How can I bring in more, uh, in, in, what's the word I'm looking for? How can I bring in more engagement and more people that are interested in what we have to do? Um, so that our one sales guy or myself were too busy to handle sales so that we bring on somebody else mm-hmm. and we keep growing our team, right? So that's kind of the the mentality when it comes to like, oh, if I'm in the B2B environment, I only need salespeople and not marketing and B2C is vice versa. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Yeah, I think there's environments where both work well together and there are some environments where um, if you're a very, very specialized company and you're selling products to like, you know, three or four customers um, and there's only one or two more customers out there that aren't working with you, maybe marketing is probably not like the most wise way to spend your money. Yeah. You should you should invest in more in your sales and on the other end of it as well. So. Um, but there's I, probably not a whole lot of companies that fall in that. I mean, there are some niche companies that would fall in that category, but on the whole, most companies are going to fall somewhere in the middle of that right. spectrum. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, and sometimes you'll see the big dog in the in the in the fight is is the one that's most known, and so they feel like, oh, what do we need to spend a ton of money on marketing for? Because pretty much everybody knows it's just because we're bigger, um, or something like that. Or like I said, if if you're if you're in a very tight niche and you have very few customers that you need to reach, you probably know that like, Hey, we need to talk to Joe at this company and bill at this company and Susie at that company. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, well, yeah. why would we spend money on Google ads and different things like that? When we just call bill Susie and Joe like, mm-hmm. directly. So, yeah. So I think that's where you kind of, you identify internally as your own company to say like, yeah, this makes sense for us to do this or no, it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting for me to think about. So as Kyle said, I'm I'm in a B2B situation and, and I'm the sales rep for our company. And and so I very much have to think about that too. Like, is my time well invested if I'm sort of doing generic sort of marketing where I'm just sort of trying to increase our brand awareness, get people familiar with who we are, what our services are, even if they're not necessarily my target market you know they're not necessarily the person that i'm going to talk to to have that decision making conversation i mean i love when i can get into the conversation with that decision maker but i've also learned in this position at least that i'm almost just as happy to get into a conversation with someone that maybe is not the decision maker um, but if i have that opportunity to to build up the image of our company talk about who we are um, and build just a relationship with someone in the community that's going to go a long way um, and that sort of gets into the realm of short-term gains versus long-term gains, which yeah. we've talked a lot about in the sales game, right? Uh, as a salesperson, man, we love the short game, right? Like yeah, we love, y- yeah, yeah. You love if you could just get those quick sales, you know, you know, uh, it comes easy and then you're just sort of check out for a little while, but a lot, in a lot of situations, you have to balance that short-term gain with, with the long game, um, and, and that's where all of those relationships come in, um, at least for me, remembering that if I build a solid relationship now with someone, that might pay back five years from now. You know, what happens yeah. if that person switches companies? 
and they move into this company that maybe doesn't have great marketing. And then they remember, oh, hey, I remember that guy, Ryan, from Blackwood. He was really nice. I think they do this. I'm going to go tell the marketing director here about him because it seems like they could use some help. So that's what I have to sort of remember in the sales you know, world is balancing all of those things. It's, it's rarely ever putting all of your eggs in one basket. It's usually spreading them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where like we, as me as an owner, right. I have to invest into, uh, building those relationships and allowing you to have the space to do that because that will like that scenario you gave has and will happen. Right. But I also have to turn around and say, okay, how can I support my sales team through marketing? Mm-hmm. All right. So in the, in, at our print shop, we do this quite a bit. Um, Zip has a much broader audience available to us. Uh, more, more customers are, are able to purchase at our price ranges than say Blackwood is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we utilize our marketing through social media, through sales, through email campaigns, and all of those types of things so that we can drive leads over to our sales guy and he can take care of them from there. Yeah. So, And of course, he's still, in the meantime, going out and developing those relationships with other customers. And so we're doing the same thing with Blackwood. I mean, even even something as simple as like creating this podcast now is something that like I'll let you in on the secret, right? Where <laughs> we want to give you as much valuable information as possible, but part of this is really to develop relationships with people in the community and a level of marketing and branding so that when Ryan reaches out, they say, Oh, I actually listen to your guys' podcast. Right. So that's the kind of thing that we want to see our marketing team do as it serves our sales team, right? Yeah. So, and the sales team in turn turns around and serves the marketing team by giving them insights and saying, Hey, this worked or this one didn't seem to work as well. Um, and then going back and saying, hey, I, I saw this in the marketplace. Let's, I, I wonder if we can try that idea. Or if you're, you're serving your marketing team as a salesperson by helping them generate new ideas and giving them feedback on how things are working and, um, and what you've heard from clients and stuff, because you're out the, at the front level, you know, on the front lines, I guess, of, of this business and to be able to hear what the market is saying and come back to the marketing team and say, Hey, this thing seems pretty popular. Maybe you should try something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when they don't do it because it wasn't a great idea, don't get mad. (laughs) Just be like, okay, that's fine. So, and then the marketing team turns around and serves by, by providing those leads. So like I said, in the beginning, if you have a healthy environment, where your marketing team and your sales team, and maybe your marketing team is literally just one person, and your yeah. sales team is one person, right? That's fine. But if they w- understand that working together is what creates success, and not like constantly, you know, trying to fight against each other's ideas, um, then then you will you'll you'll find that success that, every, that everybody's looking for. So yeah. All right. So we've talked about sort of this union you know, between marketing and sales and how they, they in an ideal healthy situation, they're, they're really going to work together. They're going to be on the same team, realizing that each of their successes is based off of how well they both do together. And so when we think about, you know, a company that maybe just has a sales team um, and they're thinking about maybe bringing on a marketing person, what are maybe some of those marketing strategies or tactics that 
are going to be used to really bring in leads for the sales team? Yeah, I mean, when you when you um, when you're looking at that, when you're saying, okay, we've got a sales team, we want to bring on a marketing team or we agency or something like that, what should we be doing? Some of it's down to like, how's your business operating? Obviously, we're going to look at uh, who's your target market, budgets, a lot of different things like that can dictate like what will work or what you have room for and what right. you don't. But like, there are some, I think, some core pieces, especially in an environment right now that almost consistently work across the board. Right. Um, and some of that is you're you're looking for ways to gather. If you have a sales team that needs to reach out one by one to each customer, you want to gather those leads as many ways as you can, right? So one of the tried and true ways is a, a email capture form on your website. So uh, a lot of consumers hate, hate, hate the pop-up that takes over the entire screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm one of them. Yes, I think so, everyone would attest. <laughs> there's other ways to do it so that it's not causing a... Um, an interruption to their experience on your website, yeah. right? So, um, and the other thing is just putting a button out there that says, hey, uh, you know, buy our product. I don't care. Like, I, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But putting out a piece of content, uh, whether it's, you know, your three-point PDF or an email series or a free video or webinar or something like that, that's of value, and they say, "Oh, that's interesting. I would. I actually am interested in knowing the three things I need to know before I sell my house or whatever it is." Yeah, sure. Here's my email. Send it to me. And now that realtor has your that email, and they can follow up and say, "Hey, I saw that you're interested in probably selling your house. If you want to talk in more detail, I can get you a, you know, an an appraisal or something like that." So, um, those are the that kind of email capture system. And whether that just comes in and it goes straight to the salesperson or they get led through, like I said, a, a sales system where maybe there's several emails going back out to them and they're kind of learning more about the product. And this salesperson doesn't even have to know anything that's going on until like email number four when the salesperson gets notified that, hey, they've reached email number four. You want to reach out to them on the phone. Here's their phone number, something like that. Yeah. it You can build the most elaborate system in the world or whatever, but you got to constantly test and figure out what's working. And that, that kind of email capture through a lead generation form like that is and has been working for quite some time, and we're not seeing it slow down at all. And then, uh, of course, you're going to see a lot of success in content development. So that's writing blog posts, um, and uh, there's a lot of value in that. There's content for people to come back to each week or month or whatever. Um, but it's also good for search engine optimization for your website. So there's a lot of value in there. Yeah. Um, and then of course, social media, right? That's the big one that like everybody feels like I got to be on it. Some, you know, what, but what do I do with it? And that's where the marketing team can come in and provide education for potential customers value in one way or another. And value doesn't have to be like, here's a discount, right? Value can be, here's how you can use our product in this way. Or, uh, here's, a, here's funny five, you know, five funny pictures that like, uh, our customers gave us while they were using our product or something like that. Yep. So there's a lot of value in 
emotion, right? We value emotion, whether it's laughing or, or sadness or something like that. Um, we strive for finding that in our lives. And so if we're able to provide that value in one way or another, um, then, then we're serving our, we're serving our potential customers and hopefully, you know, getting them very interested in our product. So those are kind of the top three at this point in time. So yeah, lead gen and social media and then content through like blogging and SEO. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'll throw one in there to seeing your website as a sales tool. I think, I think a lot of companies, uh, especially even in the, in the B2B realm will, you know, will say of their website, well, this is more just like a, a virtual brochure. You know, yeah. this is like information about our company that's out on the, the web. And if people find it, they can learn about us. Great. That's that. Um, but uh, when I hear people say that, I instantly think of how much they're missing out on, like yeah. how much more you probably could be doing. And if you just shifted your perspective a little bit to see your website as a tool that you could really use, not just to show the occasional passerby a little bit of who you are, but yeah. to really use it as a tool to bring people in, highlight your products and get them to buy, um, uh, yeah, so you know that could be a huge step for companies to take is to maybe assess their website um, and, yeah. and the marketing aspect of it, and is this really engaging people and getting them to to interact with our company? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good stuff to chew on today. Thinking about marketing versus sales. You know, in any given company, you need to be thinking about how do these two work together, and what's the best balance that we can strike between the two to find you know, the optimal success for our style of business, the industry that we're in, the, the target markets that we have, um, what's the best way we are going to engage them with our product and our brand, um, and then convert them into actual clients of our company. Um, and so I think that's every, you know, something that we all need to think about, you know, whether we have just a sales team or just a marketing person or just an agency, we need to think about how are we actually using all of these things to to bring the most success to our company and the people that work for our company. So thanks for joining us today, Kyle. It's been awesome having Absolutely. you on the show. It's yeah. always great. And um, hope you have all enjoyed the topic today. Uh, I've enjoyed just walking through this conversation um, and continue to join us for this Marketing Versus series. I think we have one more episode coming up in this series, which I'm really excited about. And, uh, and so if you want to subscribe and, and get more of our content, please do that. And uh, thanks for joining us. You all stay tuned. Toasty. Oh.